Two Geeks and a Marketing Podcast, episode 49.5, the one about celebrating one year of podcasting and unleashing our blooper reel. Let's get on with the show. Welcome everyone to a very special episode of Two Geeks and a Marketing Podcast. Now on the show we usually talk about the latest news, tech, content and wisdom from the world of marketing, but this is a special episode. It's episode 49.5. We want to tell you about something special that we're going to do in episode 50 and we've also got a special treat for you this week in this special half episode. So please welcome my co-host Mr. Pascal Fintoni. Well thank you very much Roger Edwards. It's so nice to be back for yes a special recording. We want to say thank you to all of you our listeners and viewers for your support for the last 12 months, we released and announced Two Geeks Marketing Podcast on the 29th of July, 2020. And a few days later, we released not one, not two, not three, but four episodes, because that's what you have to do when you do podcasting. Of course, these are the rules. And here we are. What started, Roger, as really a remedy against boredom and stress for COVID-19 and lockdown has become something that I feel very proud of and almost part of my personal brand and content marketing efforts. Yeah, and you know, you're absolutely right because when we came up with the idea of Two Geeks in a Marketing Podcast, we were right in the thick of the first lockdown and we didn't know where things were going. Our businesses had dried up because we both of us had lots of speaking engagements, webinars, and all of that sort of thing booked. But of course, our diaries became pretty clear. So we, we just sort of um, motivated ourselves, you and I, to come up with this idea for a podcast and you're absolutely right it's become a plank of a, a, a foundation stone of both our personal brands and what's most important is it's a massive amount of fun to do and produce as well <laughs> well indeed and talking fun it started very early i remember fondly the early the beginnings uh, you know i'm a big fan of new beginnings but the conversation we had the deliberation about the segments we're going to go through in a moment the choice of the music for the trailer you know, putting together the scenes, talking to our editor, Tim Orton, from Triggerfish Video Productions, who really helped us come up with some of the ideas. And all this would be, would you say, May, June-ish, you know, with the back and forth, back and forth. And that, that was already fun in itself. Then off we went recording the first few episodes. And tr interestingly, I have with me, Roger, and for those of you who can't see, I'm going to flick through those. This is a year's worth of show notes. Uh, wow. You know, and when you look at number one, we knew so little then. We were probably, I would say, a little nervous, not knowing the, the tone, the pace, not knowing whether, of course, I wasn't so concerned about whether there was an audience for it. I just wanted to make sure that it was in line with my core values and, and what I wanted to present as a professional. But I would argue that probably from number 10, we find our pace and our ways, mm -hmm. and we got the feedback as well. And yeah, long may it continue. And I think that one of the lessons for me was that, you know, I have my own podcast, the Marketing and Finance Podcast. You have the Content Marketing Studio Podcast. And to a certain extent, they're very similar in terms of we interview people about marketing topics and finance topics as, as well for mine. Whereas what we did with this show is came up with these segments 
And each show has a variety of different segments, and we'll talk about those in a bit more detail in a minute, but in the news, film marketing, marketing tech and apps. And I think it's that segmented approach which keeps the pace going and actually makes the podcast different, not only for us as the hosts and the producers of it, but for the the people listening and watching as well. Indeed. I mean, we know people sometimes, they, they don't follow, the, they don't watch or listen from start to finish. They jump between different segments, almost as if you would reading, would be reading a magazine. But back to, to your point, you and I had conversations about what is it that we're not doing yet? What is it that perhaps our work doesn't allow us to do? And therefore, this podcast should be almost a platform, the experiment. So I said to you, I'd love something that is, well, post-produced, if I may use the term, something quite polished, because I don't get to do that as often. I want to try the segments. I want to try the different tones and so on. But one thing we did agree on, we have to talk about films. (laughs) 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 absolutely right and and again the film part of it i mean we 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 sort of have a bit of banter in the episode saying that this is pascal's favorite part and this is roger's favorite part I, i i sort of like all of it and you know in particular weeks i'll think oh yeah the content spotlights absolutely love that this week but the film marketing i guess is the is the one that really sucks us in and let, let's face it because of the lockdown you know m- m- my wife and i watch films so much anyway but the lockdown has just almost increased the the frequencies you know we used to have friday night film nights saturday night film nights now every night is almost film night so it's been an absolute pleasure to watch those films and sometimes watching them again but then to to discuss them with you and to dissect them and and to look at how those films were marketed uh, and some of those films, you know, are 20, 30 years old, and it's been fun to actually go back and, and find out what they did. Um, and it, I think it's that variety that's that's really kept my motivation levels so high in the 50 episodes that we've done. You're right. It gave us a purpose, you know, the research, the reading of articles for the content spotlights, the keeping track of news for in the news, all, all, all this, you know, was given a, a real purpose and a drive because of the podcast. Uh, and it reminds me of something that our good friend Richard Tubb would say around blogging in particular. He said, yes, you want to blog for the business. Yeah, you may want to blog for lead generation and for an audience, but you also want to do it for yourselves. And and I have to tell you that those fr- Friday uh, recording sessions have been something I've been looking forward to all the time. I mean, it was quite symbolic. And it was the end of the week after working hard or trying to, on occasion, indeed, combat some of the negative thoughts that comes with the lockdown measures and the reduction in workload. And Denise would say, oh, you're smiling. Are you recording today? I said, yes, I am. <laughs> and, and again, I think that uh, I, I've always said this about podcasting um, in that even if you are the host of a podcast and maybe you're interviewing people, um, we're learning all the time, aren't we, Pascal? You know, finding the apps that we talk about, you know, we're using some of those apps now. Um, the content spotlights, you know, finding those videos, those those uh, articles, those other podcasts, we always learn something new from those people. Um, you know, some of them are journalists, some of them are experts, some of them are, uh, are marketing leaders, but we're always learning. And I think that that's what that's another thing I like about the show that we do is that we're we're hopefully 
giving our listeners and viewers a little bit of entertainment and a little bit of yes. fun. But we're all learning new stuff together. We're learning every day. It was Chris Marr that coined that phrase, learning every day. But I think that that's so important. And I've learned so much about all of the aspects of what we talk about on Two Geeks in a Marketing Podcast. I think what's important about the podcast, back to the discipline, not only uh, we will continue to consume the content, but we have to stop, reflect, summarize, explain, react, and so on. And I think that means that 50 episodes or so later, I feel like in my head I've got a lot more information. Indeed, one of the um, impact, direct impact and benefit has been I was asked to do a closing keynote at a conference about three months ago about essentially this idea of what is the future of online marketing and what is it to create a true online experience. Well, I had all the information from in the news, some of those really innovative campaigns. I had all the history from this week in history to go back to. And within moments, I had I could sketch the, the, the presentation and then I could spend time on the design of the visuals and so on. But so a direct benefit from doing a podcast is to be a paid speaker at an event and bring back some, some of that information. Absolutely right. And what I've also enjoyed as well is some of the some of the themes that have developed over the weeks. You know, okay, lockdown notwithstanding, that's made the world a very strange place. But, you know, because we talk about marketing tech, because we focus on these content spotlights, it's really reaffirmed to me that there's never been a better time to be a marketing person of any level, you know, marketing assistant all the way up to marketing director, uh, chief marketing officer, we now have access to technology and platforms and gizmos that, you know, we couldn't even have dreamed of when we were younger marketers, Pascal. Uh, and now we can do all of this stuff so much more cost effectively you know stuff now that we can do for a couple of hundred dollars would have cost hundreds of thousands of dollars even as recently as five to ten years ago so we should be really proud of the stuff that we've got access to but i think also what i think the, the one of the trends that comes through in the podcast is this total almost um, focus on tactics now as a result of the access that we have to all of this technology. And I think that, you know, maybe I'm a bit like a bit of a stuck record, but I try to keep coming back to this in the podcast that we still need to remember the strategic elements of marketing, the customer definition, the customer research, the, you know, what's the product, what's the offer, and why does it stand out? And doing all of that before you start using all of these toys and shiny objects. And, and for me, that message is still very very important and i imagine it will continue to be uh, part of what we talk about going forward into the future indeed they are uh, and that wasn't predicted by us that wasn't for, for kind of pre-programmed into the, the production of the podcast there are some running themes about leadership about uh, at the moment uh, webinars and running mm. hybrid events this they keep coming back because i've said to you before i do believe that particularly with the content spotlight we are almost a mirror of the mood and what yes. is important people out there for just before we move on to talking about the segments individually and get some reactions the one thing that i will say has been a challenge for me in terms of creating this show has been if i may be frank the bloody audio <laughs> and as I'm saying this, I can imagine uh, Tim, our editor, nodding away. 
I feel completely jinxed and cursed. I must be like Sam Neill in Jurassic Park. At the moment I try and do anything to improve the audio, it makes it worse. But in the process, I've learned an enormous amount about what sound is, literally, from the physics point of view, all the way to the, the, the production side. But the audio side is hard work, isn't it, Roger, to get oh, right? I think there must be some sort of universal law, Pascal. <laughs> Whenever you press a button that has the word record on it, you can guarantee that within 30 seconds, a neighbour will fire up a strimmer or somebody will start delivering big boxes or the the bin men will come around and start emptying all the uh, bottles into the uh, recycling bin and creating a cacophony of noise. It just seems to happen to us, doesn't it? Completely. And for me, just completely, I felt like uh, it became very personal, the amount of interference, you know, that, that kind of ambient atmospheric thing that gets in the way of the good audio. And you and I and with team, we've tried so many ways in which to filter it out, to clean it up with audacity. We've tried all sorts. And as early as yesterday, I was still trying to improve because somehow whatever we managed to get rid of has come back. It's almost like <laughs> some form of some entity that's chasing me around the world. They say, right, you've had a few weeks of good audio. Let me spoil everything for you. So that to me has been this. We've pushed hard on the video side as well, but one could argue you know, it's been right, but the audio has been just uh, interesting. So let's begin with in the news. Now, for me, interestingly, I think... I have found over time this has been the hardest segment to get right. So for viewers and listeners who are regular to the show, we know that we take turns, Roger and I, to prep the show notes and, and be the lead host, if you will. And I have found that there were weeks where there were almost too, too much in terms of news. I wasn't sure what to go for. And other times it was literally, it was so little, I felt little on the back foot. So I have found that in the new segment, albeit enjoyable to record and to talk and get your action on, a fraction harder than the other segments to get right. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And and another thing as well is that uh, I think the in the news section has sort of got a little bit longer as time's gone by because I think right back at the beginning if we went back and checked I think that the in the news section might have lasted for about between seven to ten minutes but I think that now we perhaps dig a little bit deeper into the news items and and we've gained our confidence and we enjoy exploring some of those news items now so I think that the in the news section has probably grown a little bit and now now sort of almost becomes a 15-minute segment. And, that, and that's not a bad thing, because as you say, people can just nip in, they can do the in the news, and they can go away for a meeting, they can come back to film marketing, whatever it is. Uh, but at least the in the news section, you know, is never going to dry up of, of ideas, because there's always something happening somewhere in the world when it comes to marketing. And back to my point earlier, it gives you wonderful material for presentations, webinars, and more. Yeah. And I, I suppose we, we all have our go-to sources. We, we, have for, for, we have a Trello board with all sorts of different links. And when it's our, our turn to do the research, you know, the first port of call is that Trello board. And, and moving on, I guess, to the, the content spotlight section, sometimes you do have to focus and move yourself out of your comfort zone. You know, I, I make no apology for featuring Mark Ritson's <laughs> articles uh, as my content spotlights a number of times. Um, and you will always have your go-to 
content creators. But sometimes you do have to force yourself to look outside of your comfort zone and actually find some new stuff. And I guess that when you actually do find those fabulous nuggets of uh, of um, information, then that's when the, the real magic happens because you're discovering something new yourself as well. What has been interesting and has become a mystery for the show is you and I do not consume the same content. Mm-hmm. We do not go to the same platforms at all, in fact, rarely. And yet the number of times we've chosen very similar in terms of the subject matter and the topic content, you could have chosen a video, I could have chosen an article, but without talking to each other, we end up actually talking about a very, very similar you know, uh, issue. And maybe it's because the news is shaped that particular week or or maybe you and I just have a telepathic link that we didn't uh, that we didn't know we had uh but yeah that that's uh, it's always it always makes me smile and almost make, ha- gives me a warm glow as well I think oh we're actually talking about similar subjects and that's a complete example of serendipity happy accident you know it, it, we didn't plan it it just happened Absolutely. And I would say back to trailer, because of um, my own route to information, I don't tend to use trailer. I just know that I'm going to be using those channels, those websites, and so on. Um, but the pleasure is because you're going to go onto a different platform. You're going to introduce me to a different author and, and so on. This listening to your account, then I'm invited on the spot to react to it. And what I've noticed is that it makes me remember the content really, mm. really well. And that, that takes into one of your you know, favorite subject matter, which is active learning and active uh, listening. So, yeah, fascinating. And, and then we, we move on to marketing tech and apps. And I think you, you've said that maybe the In the News is the section you find the hardest to prep for. I actually find that this is the, the hardest to prep for for me. And maybe it's because sometimes maybe we'll have to change the name of the segment to something a little bit wider because in my head, marketing tech and apps means something on your iPhone or or a gizmo, and and I think you're a lot better at this part than I am because you you know one week it might be a Google a Google thing that helps you with the presentation, the next week you know you've got you've got a light that you're showing or or, or a piece of kit like a, a microphone or something like that, and and I think I tend to get a bit focused on thinking it has to be about our apps that appear on your phone um so so yeah i i love the the marketing tech and apps section but i do find sometimes i just i just don't get that creative spark to to look a little bit differently we have reviewed or it would be by the time we get to number 50 we'll have reviewed more than 200 Yes, tech and apps to make life easier as a marketer and a content creator, which is extraordinary, which then gives me a bit of a segue and into our first announcement, which is around repurposing. Mm. So across the, the board, Roger and I have been talking about the different segments and how we can add more value, how we can learn new things as well. So watch this space, whether it's the in the news, whether it's content spotlight marketing, tech and app, whether it's this week in history, whether it's the content creator shout outs or film marketing, we're going to be looking at ways to repurpose those segments into different types of media and, of course, get your reaction. Yeah, and that makes me think about this week in history because I think you always say, Pascal, that you know all the marketing tech and apps that we enjoy today wouldn't be possible without those pioneers from the past and and where we are today. And this week in history allows us to celebrate 
those people, those pioneers, those geniuses. But we also, you know, we talk about films in This Week in History. We talk about TV shows This Week in History. I mean, in fact, out of all of the segments, This Week in History is probably the one that gives us the widest scope. Because, you know, when I look back through history, something will grab my eye. I think we even did Henry VIII one week. And that's because I just like the Henry VIII stories and the Tudors and the Six Wives and things like that. So we talked about it, and that's fine. Um, but you never, you know, the, the still sparks of ideas come out from whatever we talk about. I really like this week in history. Two things: it's obviously pure nostalgia. You and I can reminisce by being children, teenagers, young adults. But also those news, by and large, not always. Isn't right? We've been we were around, so we we can relate to it. I mean, we had a great conversation last week about Live Aid. But um, the one thing that came through because what we're trying to do with this week in history is drawing the dots between the iPad or the mobile phone that you've got in your hand and what came before. Mm. And what came before is always in around um, air travel, I find, and now space travel (laughs) is always around video, TV, radio production, and of course, the world of tech and computing. So we've looked at the progression of the early days of Microsoft or, or Apple and so on. What is actually very interesting, sorry, Roger, is particularly around uh, space travel. You could ask, say, it's just a coincidence, but it's very symbolic that you and I have, over the course of a year, have looked at everything from the early 40s, you know, the, the, the V2 rockets all the way to Man on the Moon. And only a few days ago, of course, Richard Branson was part of a small team of people who flew into space. Exactly, exactly. And... Uh incredible incredible to see that progression um you know yuri gagarin was, was he the first man he was the first man to uh-huh. go into space in a in a rocket wasn't he and and now we're almost on the brink of very rich people being allowed to go into space on a jolly I guess. quite although you could try to take part in the omage.com competition roger and yep. you could maybe uh, win two tickets to join richard branson in the next time he goes into space <laughs> so, would you prefer to go into space with Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos, or Elon Musk? It has to be Richie. <laughs> uh, I think good old Richard. I think for me, it's it's also because I, I, I perhaps have a strong strong affinity with with him as a, as a character. I remember one of my first business books that. I kind of bought for myself was um, losing my virginity. And if you read that one, oh yes, and. Yes. Which I think you always give you, you had the odd looks in the underground when you used to read that book because the cover actually said losing my virginity and I had to look at the small print to see it was Richard Branson's story. Exactly. So <laughs> maybe because I know more about him, maybe because with respect to the other char- two characters, I suppose it's very, very uh, critical of me, but there's been some transgressions which mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to, so uh, and which would be maybe be supporting a, a British entrepreneur and inventor. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, it's not just internationally well-known, recognisable superstars that, uh, is that a description for Richard Branson? Well, anyway, it's not just those people on those pedestals that we talk about. We also shine a spotlight on creators from our own network. You know, the creator shout-outs, which is the next seg- segment of the show. We're, we're giving shout-outs for our close friends, Richard Tubb, uh, Mark Asquith, 
um, Stefan Thomas, Chris Marr, we've given shout outs for loads of people and, and we will continue to do it because, you know, these people are inspiring and, and some of the content they put out is absolutely worthy of everybody's attention. This is an important segment for you and I. In fact, when we were discussing what we would do with the podcast in May and June of, of last year, it was this idea of feeling connected again because we mm. were all literally uh, felt very, very disconnected from people stuck working from our spare bedroom. Um, but also recognizing that everybody can be a source of inspiration, including people who start something brand new. And we have given shout-outs people starting a brand new podcast or starting blogging for the first time or whatever, as well as people have been doing it for, for some time. You are all, in your own ways, an inspiration for Roger and I, and, and we wanted also to play a part in increasing your, your visibility. And of course, the last section of the show is film marketing. And we've already talked about how important that is to us. Um, both from a motivational point of view, from a fun point of view, but also learning about marketing again. And and we have reviewed some incredible films. And you and I, being geeks, will always orientate, I guess, towards science fiction style films. But I think we've been pretty pretty good in in, in offering a, a wide variety. I mean, we did Mamma Mia uh, as a, as an example of something non science fiction and non horror or or whatever. The, the range is quite extensive. I mean, we're soon going to come to 50 films. Again, watch this space about the repurposing of that content. I remember you and I had discussions. So we want to talk about films, but we thought, can we get away with it? I mean, will people say, hang on a minute, this is all a big con. What you want to do is talk about films only. You just pretend you talk about marketing as well. But the film marketing allowed us to do both. And I have been the first one to be super impressed, but also delighted about how rich informative but also truly inspirational the marketing campaign those films have been it's actually was beyond my expectation to be quite honest with you and are you able to choose your favorite film that we've talked about over the last 50 episodes or is that too hard in terms of the the campaign the marketing campaign the one that i'm thinking wow there's a lot to learn from that oh my goodness I would almost have to split it between which one had a better social media campaign, which one had the better. I mean, I would need to do that to be fair. But I will say that The Invisible Man, mm. in terms of a campaign, is one that has stayed with me. I mean, all, I remember all of them because, to your point, Roger, the research is quite extensive. Back to almost in the news, sometimes I feel bad because we have to take things out. Yes. Otherwise, the efforts would, would go on forever. So you do the research, you discover the incredible work of of the, the producers primarily and, and the distributors, and then like actually good editing, you've got to take things out. And I think they all had a role to play in being a source of inspiration for marketers. But I would say um, The Invisible Man, No Man Land, and actually as a lesson about what not to do um, would be also... Um, Blade Runner to 2049. Mm. These are the three mm. that, if you if you push me, I would probably use. But they are all amazing. I mean, Ghostbusters before the internet, using you know the um, a special telephone number where you could read, you could listen to a message from the Ghostbusters themselves. It, it, the list goes on and on. Uh, and for something that I, th I wasn't sure that the audience would warm to, or just say. I expected the opposite, if I'm being sure. I thought they listened to all the other segments 
and this one would be seen as eh, good on you guys for talking about your favorite subject, <laughs> but I don't buy into it. And of course, we've heard the opposite, haven't we? Yes, absolutely right. Um, people, I think it, the film marketing for the listeners and the viewers is the foundation of the of the podcast as well. The rest of it is good, but the film marketing is is uh, is the thing that binds it all together. And like like you, I I find it I would find it difficult to name specifically which was my favorite. I mean, even even just a week ago, I think talking about Skyfall and the remarkable product placements and marketing campaigns by those product placers just blew my mind. Um, the ones uh, other ones that stick out for me was. The Lost Boys again. Mm. That was that was a good one. And th- then the other film that was also set in the same town in in um, California, oh, yes. uh, uh, Us. Um, that was a that was a good one as well. Uh, so so massive memories. So Pascal, it's been so good over this last year, you know. And they always say that most podcasts don't make it past seven episodes. Wow. So here we are in episode 49.5. So what are we going to do for episode 50? Well, we're going to make it count. It's a very important milestone. A, because it's a exquisite-looking number, five zero. Look at this. It will be a year to the day, give or take. I'll look at the calendar. And what we're going to do, we're going to do, no surprise to many of our listeners, we're going to do a film marketing special. Yeah, we're going to be looking at maybe a number of films, and also we're going to have a special guest. So it's really well worth looking out for, and uh, we're not going to tell you who the special guest is just yet. We want to try and build a little bit of anticipation, but do please watch out for that special episode number 50 a film marketing special and it's going to be a good one it's going to be a good one but pascal that's not it is it in episode 49.5 we also have another special treat for you listeners and you viewers and is it a little bit embarrassing what's going to happen next pretty much so our editor tim alton has been able to collate and gather all the mistakes, all the fluff line, all the embarrassing moment into our summer 2021 outtakes. <laughs> and I'm so looking forward to this because obviously you listen to and watch the finished product and all of the funny stuff of us making mistakes, swearing, giggling, laughing, getting sweaty and hot, the strimmers starting in the garden, all of that gets edited out by the amazing Tim. So you always see the polished product. And I know some of the things that went wrong, <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to seeing this compilation. So that's that's how we're going to end the show today. We're going to go straight into our blooper reel. So any any closing thoughts, Pascal, before we hit the listeners and viewers with those cock-ups. Now, I want to say thank you to all of you for making this first year of production so enjoyable. We thank you for every like, comment, and share. It means the world to us. And I will echo that sentiment as well. So that's it from Pascal and I for today. We're going to go straight into the blooper reel, and we'll see you soon on episode number 50. I've got to have a cup, a glass of coffee before, a sip of coffee before we started. I just don't know what to do with my hair anymore, Roger. So I'm hoping it's going to stay where it is. Two geeks and a marketing podcast. We're here every week to. Ah!
cup. Like I said, I would. Totally. Two geeks and a marketing podcast where we usually talk about uh, stuff. We usually talk about the latest news, tech and marketing app. The voice of the marketing and finance podcast and the author of Cats, Mats and Shit. No, not shit. I was going to say cats, mats, and shit. Yes, <laughs> that's the part. That's the second book. <laughs> we are getting good at the introductions, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. And in this segment, we give current. <laughs> and in this part oh, of the show, oops, I'm still busy putting my notes together. Roger and I gave somebody out there a salute, and we celebrate that work. And how blah blah blah, putain. We sort of move on now because we've been... Blah, blah. And in... <laughs> All right. Breathe. According to a report from the information... What am I doing? Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have released their own podcast on Spotify. <laughs> Pascal, please feel free to hit me with a baseball bat. Mm, thank you, Roger. <laughs> In 1844, Captain J.N. Taylor of the Nor... <laughs> and in 240... Oh, shit. That's me now. The HMS Bounty seized in a mutiny by... Ah, uh, merde. Roger and I surprise each other with a found... Oh, merde. I got that wrong. <laughs> I love it when you say merde. It makes me laugh. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Bon, merde, merde. merde. <laughs> in 1903, to Toy Story... Let me say that again, so I... Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. In 1903, Toysto... <laughs> I'm not going to be able to stay, say this now. So, dot, dot, dot. And who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, please, Eddie, please. The number of companies hiring CMOs, that's... <laughs> Oh dear. Right, okay. <laughs> With about half of those jobs going to women, executive recruiting firm Russell Reynolds Associates found this by studying um, uh, uh, um, and. <laughs> bollocks, you were doing so well there. By studying. I don't think that's what they did, right? <laughs> Thing according to the drum.com as the social as the short social media ah, bollocks to that. <laughs> I knew I knew I was gonna screw that up. Online grocery sales <laughs> launches into space on board Soyuz TM12 with Commander Anala Anala Oh god I'm I'm gonna screw this one up as well. <laughs> uh, how do you pronounce that? Anatoly Anatoly Artsibaski. Artsibaski. Yeah. Anatoly Artsibarksy. Don't say Artsy, Artsy. Artsy Good god. You did this deliberately, Pascal. Mm -hmm. Launches into space aboard Soyuz Falcon. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I'm having trouble with this. Oh gosh, I'm getting sweaty now. Launches into space aboard Soyuz TM12 with command. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Do you know I've got a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy character called Slarty Bartfast <laughs> in my head now. In 1991, the British. <laughs> oh, oh, this is so unprofessional. <laughs> Sounds incredible. Pass pet no. Oh. In 1995, astronaut Elaine... Oh, is it Eileen? Sorry. Is it, do you say Eileen? 
Eileen, yes, yeah. that's Eileen. Sorry, in 1995, astronaut... Oh, shit, <laughs> that's going to be my choice. Eileen, Eileen, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. In 1995... <laughs> you sang that song. <laughs> ah, man. <laughs> I'm going to get the giggles now. <laughs> oh, no, we've always managed to avoid it, you know. Oh, you shouldn't have sang that song, man, in my head now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 okay 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 <clears throat> <laughs> you bugger you sang that song didn't you all right i'm gonna read a few times mess it up and then it's gonna be right okay uh hold on a sec <laughs> my eyes are watering there <laughs> you ready <laughs> oh dear oh shit <laughs> my glasses have steamed up as well for goodness sake and in 1995 <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear we're going to have to change the news I can't do it <laughs> Could we risk starting it again? Well, we, we were halfway through, so... Yeah. No. Shall we just sacrifice this one? Because I don't think I can say her <laughs> name without bursting into laughter. No, that's fine. We'll just miss okay. it out. All right. All right. Actually, I'm going to try now. Uh -huh. <laughs> 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 this is bad, isn't it? <laughs> okay. So, we'll start from the beginning, yeah? All right. Starting again. In 19... No. <laughs> 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 no. Oh, no. Can we press pause on... Well, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll pause everything. <laughs> Damn! Yeah, Give hey. ourselves a round of applause here. Hey, word perfect. Fan-dabby-dozy. Fan-dabby-dozy.